we talked about ultimately there's one thing that we're listening for which is gurmukh nadan we are listening to the point that we can feel our nad and feel that our nad is connected with all other nad that's japji sahib is giving us the goals here it's giving us the destinations yeah the rest of guru granth sahib is the technique how do we actually achieve those so in this body we're talking about the people who have reached that stage and we said that when you get to that stage then the benefit is mat vich ratan jawahar manak je ik gur ki sikh suni if we listen to what the guru is trying to teach us then we will get everything that the mind desires so the verse begins suniye sid peer sur nath and we'll briefly go over this again sid are the miracle workers peer are the islamic scholars the spiritual seekers in that tradition spiritual masters sid peer sur sur means devi devte and nath is the yogic masters by listening you understand that level that they are at the level that they've reached they've reached by listening suniya sid peer sur nath you don't become a sid just like that you don't become a peer just like that in order to reach that level they've had to go into that level of deep listening that they found the thing that they were searching for and you too can reach that level by following this technique suniya sid peer surnath we talked about last week how do we listen are we hearing just with our ears are we processing what we're hearing with our brain are we feeling with our body or are we feeling with awareness guru nanak dev ji goes on suniya tarat tawal aakas the word tarat means tarti the world the earth tawal is we covered it before is tall which is this mythical bull which is said to hold the earth on one of its horns and when it gets tired it moves the earth from one horn to the other that is the the mythical bull that is keeping the earth up in the air suniya tarat tawal aakas and it's standing in the sky and it's doing this <coughs> when we talked about the four jugs j jug chare arja we said that in sat jug it is said that this bull is standing on four legs then treta three legs dwapar two legs and in kal jug it's only got one leg left to stand on that the whole earth is now struggling to be in balance but guruji isn't supporting this idea that there is a bull that is holding up the tarti holding up the earth what guruji is saying is when you go into your listening 
you will know the real thing that is holding up this earth. When you feel it within you, then you will know what is this thing that is keeping everything afloat? What is it that is keeping the whole system going? The one that is really holding up the earth in the sky and the one that holds all the planets across all the skies. By listening to Gurmukh, the Guru's instruction, by listening to that instruction and feeling your Nadang, Gurmukh Nadang, when you know your Nad, you will know the Nad of everything else. That's what this is saying. You will know what is holding the whole planet, the earth, the solar system, the galaxies, what is holding it in place. Surya Deep Law Patal. Now, this is going further and further into Hindu mythology. Every example so far has used Hindu mythology in this verse. Siddhapir Soranath is using some of their terminology. Tarat Taval Akas. So you can see that it's talking to people. It's talking to the common man of the time. Saying, if you believe in these things, there's a way to really know what, what is behind them. And Deep Law Patal is also referring... You know, today we've, we've, we've simplified Hinduism into something that's very straightforward. They believe in lots of Devi Devte, they have lots of hands and lots of arms, and there's not much in it. That's what people believe who haven't understood it. But in the Hindu texts, in their scriptures, they cover all aspects of life. You look at the, the Vedas and the Shastras and all of these old texts, they cover physics, chemistry, biology, astrology. They've covered all aspects of life, social living, how should people live in society. Whether you agree with those things or not isn't what we're talking about. There's a lot that's covered in those texts. And one of the things that's covered in those texts is cosmology. How is the universe structured? And according to their system, they have divided up at least the earth into deep law patal. Deep is talking about land masses. They define a land mass. One deep is a land mass surrounded by water. We would call that an island or a large continent surrounded by water. According to their system, there are seven deeps. Seven land masses. And then law. Law means lok. According to them, there are seven lok as well. And the loks are like the higher world, the worlds just above the earth. Seven realms above the earth. Seven higher worlds. Patal are the lower realms, the ones below the earth, the level that we live on. And there are seven patal as well. And each one has a name and each one has some characteristics of its own. So Guruji is saying, if you believe in those things, by listening, you will have a better understanding of what is really 
the cosmology? What is really the way the universe works? And this might sound really fanciful. How can we know? How can we know what the universe is made up of? Bhagat Pipaji says that when you know yourself, you'll know the entire universe. Bhagat Pipaji says, Jo Brahmande Soi Pinde. That which is in the universe is inside you. Everything that is in the universe is inside you. Jo Brahmande Soi Pinde. Jo Khoja Sopave. Who searches for it will find it. It's written in Guru Granth Sahib. Whatever you see in the whole universe, that's inside you. And if you look for it, you'll find it. So Guruji here is alluding to that. Sunya Deep Lo Patal. By listening, one understands how these things work. The lands, the higher regions, the lower regions. Then Guruji, from going up in all of these heavens and skies, Guruji brings it back to you. And this is the beauty of Guru Nanak Dev Ji's Bani. The beauty of Shabad is that wherever it takes you, it always comes back to you. Guruji in the next line says, Sunya Poe Nasakke Kaal. Sunya Poe Nasakke Kaal. Pohe nasake means cannot touch you, cannot harm you. Kaal means death. By listening, those who have reached this level, death cannot touch them. Why does death not touch them? Does it mean they do not die? It means they've found something within them that does not die. And when they identify with that, everything that dies doesn't touch that thing. Atma, let's call it Atma. When you find Atma, and when you know that I am Atma, I am not body, I am not mind, I am not these thoughts, I am not my family, I am not my friends, I am not my attachments, we go back to this analogy again every time, the brick wall that we've talked about again and again, this fortress that you've built around you. When you realize that none of this stuff is you, this body isn't me, this mind isn't me, the jyot inside is me, and that jyot has no voice, it has no conversation, it has no desires. Thapya na jai, kita na hoe. It is not created, nothing is done to it. It sits there, present, without any desires, niranjan, without maya, beyond maya. This is maya, body is maya, mind is maya. That which you're looking for is that inside you which is beyond maya. When you find that and you say, this is what I am made of, and this is never your Atma. This is why we don't talk about soul. It's not my soul. It is the soul. It's not my Atma. It is Param Atma inside. 
when you know that, when you know yourself to be Atma, part of the Paramatma, that is the one thing that death cannot touch. Sunye pohe nasakke kaal. Death can take everything from you, but it can't take Atma. Because Atma is the one thing that you didn't bring along. Atma was there. When you were born, your Atma wasn't born. Your Atma is on loan to this body. When the body dies, when the mind, the attachments, that dies, Atma doesn't die. That just goes back into the big pool of Atma. That sounds again very difficult to understand. But let's make it simple. When you study physics in school and you study the subject of energy, what is the first rule that you learn about energy in school? Simple, basic science that you learn about energy. Energy cannot be created, cannot be destroyed. It is simply transferred from one type of energy to another type of energy. Right? The most basic that we learn in physics. And because somebody is standing there with a white lab coat, we believe it straight away. We don't know anything about energy. We believe a scientist straight away, right? Because he's got a white lab coat, looks all professional. He's telling you about something called energy and you've never tasted energy, never seen energy. And then he writes some equations on the board. I say, oh yeah, that proves it. Guruji says something and it sounds all spiritual and fanciful. And it sounds make-believe. Puraniya galna, old things, these things have no relevance in this world today. Yeah? They sound like ancient wisdom. They don't sound like things that are relevant today. Remember, the meditators in the old days were the scientists. The ones doing the bhakti were the ones writing the science manuals. This is why we talk about the Hindu Granths. They are the ones, the meditators were the ones who were writing all these things. They didn't have telescopes. They didn't have fancy machines. They didn't have any technology. Yet they were sitting there counting the stars, telling you how many planets, how many solar systems there are. In the West, we believe Galileo was the first person to say that actually the Earth isn't the center of the universe. The Earth actually revolves around the sun a couple of hundred years ago. And because of that, because it challenged what the religious authority was saying at the time, they had him killed. That particular idea is called heliocentric theory. Helio means sun being at the center. Galileo, we say he's the one who came up with it. Yet the Hindu Granths have had heliocentric theory for thousands of years. They've always been saying that the earth isn't the center. Things aren't revolving around the earth. In fact, the earth is moving and the sun is the center. So the scientists are the peers, the fakirs, the gurus, the siddhs. These are the scientists that everyone was listening to. They were the authority. Today they look like old wisdom and we believe new scientists with a telescope and all these 
jackets, looking all professional, looking all official. Somebody says E equals MC squared. We don't know what it means. We think, yeah, it's fine. Yeah? But Bhagat Pipaji says, what is in the universe is inside you and you can find it. You say, oh, I don't know what that means. Yeah? Something to think about. Just where do we... And this is not about where do we place our allegiances. It's not about, oh, we only got to, we only got to listen to these people or that people. It's not one is right or wrong. It's just about understanding that today science has got very good at marketing itself to the point at which the old gurus and the old masters seem outdated. But their wisdom is such, ad such, jugad such. It's the truth that's always true because they found the ultimate truth. The good thing about science is that science never holds on to any truth. Science says we're willing to be disproven. Today we believe this theory. Tomorrow, if you can prove something else, we'll throw the old one and we'll take the new one. Science is constantly evolving. Guru Nanak Dev Ji says, we're not talking about things that can change. We're talking about such, things that can't change, permanent. So when Guruji is talking here, saying that you can find something that death cannot touch, then we have to either believe it or we have to try it. But we can't dismiss it without trying. Yeah? Sunia pohe na sakke kaal. When you find Atma and when you realize you are Atma, then what can death take from you? Death has nothing to take from you. The other meaning of kaal is time. Time cannot reach you. That you become beyond time. Your body is limited to time. What is time? Time is relevant to your lifespan. Yeah? Your lifespan, you might live 60, 70, 80 years old, however much we can live. And that's the length of time that we understand. And everything is in relation to that. One day is kimti, is valuable because you only have a fixed number of days within your lifespan. But when you find that which is beyond your body, which is beyond your life, which is ajuni, which is akal, then you found something that is beyond time as well. We talked about, if you remember going right back when we talked about nirpa and nirvair, those were reliant on time. You can only fear something in the future. Nirpa is to be present beyond time. You can only hate something in the past. You can't hate something that hasn't happened yet. You can't fear something that happened yesterday, that's already happened. You can fear it happening tomorrow, but not yesterday. Nirpa Nirvair is about bringing times into a point where time doesn't affect you. Bringing your awareness now. Sunya Pohe Nasake Kal. At this level, time and death cannot touch you. Nanak Pagata Sada Vikas. Guru Nanak Dev Ji says that 
these people at this level, they're the Pagats. They're the people at this stage. And they are forever vigas, forever joyful, forever playful. Vigas is the same as the word vigse. We came across this word vigse when we were looking at hukam. Hukami hukam chalaira nanaka vigse viparva. At that point, Nanak is saying that hukam is carefree, is worry-free, playful, joyful, just happening. The Pagats are in connection with that hukam. When they're in connection with that joyful hukam, they themselves become joyful. Nanak Pagata Sadavigas. Why? Because by listening, because they've got rid of their suffering. Why are they constantly happy? Who can be constantly happy? Nanak Bhagata Sada Vigas because they have listened, they practice this listening, this awareness. And what are we talking about? Listening to Hukam. At every moment, listen to Hukam. And accept that this is what's happening. What is Dukh? Dukh is when we don't accept Hukam. When something happens and we can't accept it, that's Dukh. When you listen to Hukam and you're flowing with Hukam, Hukami Hukam Chalayarao, it's going and you're flowing around. Imagine Hukam like a river. What is struggling is swimming in the opposite direction of the river. When you're going in the opposite direction of the river, you're going to struggle. When you're trying to say that Hukam is going this way, but I want it to go this way, you're a one-man struggle. There's a big tide, a big wave going this way. You're one man trying to struggle in the opposite direction. That's Dukh. What is happening, you can't flow with it. What is Guruji talking about? Let go. When you stop swimming, the tide will take you. Whatever it wants to do with you, let it do. Whatever it wants to do with your family, let it do. It's going to do it anyway. You don't have any control. And when you're in this state of just letting go and listening and accepting hukam as it is, nanak pakata sada vikas. It's almost a guarantee. Yeah? This is a guarantee. Dukh parhar sukar le jai. Guruji gives you guarantees. You can get rid of your dukkha. You can bring home your sukh, happiness. And you will be in a state of happiness if you let go. And you just listen to what is happening right now. Even when you're breathing, listen. But don't expect the next breath. If you expect the next breath, you're going to struggle. When you just enjoy the breath in, you could die at this very moment. That in-breath might not even come out. It's okay. Don't expect anything. Yeah? Otherwise, we become denda de lende takpai. Juga jugantar khai khai. Hor deo, hor deo. Give me another breath. Another one, another one. We don't enjoy the breath that we have. We're expecting the next one. That is Dukh. 
being in the moment and accepting it is sukh children at their youngest most innocent is when they have no expectation of life they just ridiculously happy sometimes for no reason and people look at them and say why why are they happy there's nothing there they're just looking around and they're happy because they're in touch with happiness the universe is happy they're happy they have needs when they need milk they need milk when they need feeding they need feeding when they need to sleep they'll get cranky they have needs but as long as those are met we can leave them to it they don't need much we give them things we give them toys we train their minds and slowly but surely even if we don't do anything to them the mare comes in and then they start saying dangerous words like mine give me i want that's when they, you can see the ego start to develop very interesting watching a child grow and watching the ego develop you can see the ego in front of you and you can't do anything about it even if we don't you're absolutely right we we throw maya at them yeah but even if we don't they will develop the ego yeah ego is built inbuilt into us yeah so when the ego is built and then you come to see that actually you might even question god what are you doing why are you putting ego into this innocent child why if the whole game of life is to get rid of the ego why give us the ego in the first place you have to build the ego that you know what the ego is only then you can let go of the ego that's the system and that's the way it is yeah time and time again in bani this idea comes where the gurus are talking to the divine and says you are the one that's given me this ego yeah gurus don't take credit for anything bhagats don't say mine i'm responsible because even then there's a i am and the truth of the matter is the ego is there so the game is a game that's what it is whether you win or whether you lose that's not the, that's not the point whether you lose your ego or you don't lose your ego don't worry let that go let the destination enlightenment and all that stuff let it all go be here now and when you're here now then you move beyond time beyond past and present even if you say i want to lose the ego that's a future goal that's a desire who wants to lose the ego the i the i wants to lose the ego i wants to lose i me wants to lose me doesn't make sense how can me want to lose me don't even say i want to lose the ego ego is yours enlightenment is yours naam is yours everything is yours yeah what do i have to give you yeah tera kiya tujhe kya arpo you've created everything what can i offer to you yeah fer ke agge rakhiye what can i put forward what do i have to give to you yeah naam is the only thing that you can you can 
engage you. You can't even say that you can give Naam because it's not your Naam. Naam is his. You can't even take Naam because it's not yours to take. It's his name and he gifts it to us. He gifts us Naam if it's in our hukum. And that level of detachment is what Guruji is saying is Nanak Bhagata Sadavika Sunya Duk Papka Nas. Interesting to note the word here Duk is different to Duk. Duk and Sukh is about everyday pain and pleasure. When Gurbani says Duk and Sukh, it's very deep pain and very deep pleasure. Duk. Yeah? And Guruji here is making life a lot more simple for us. He reaffirms this idea that the spiritual seeker isn't seeking mukti. We're not seeking mukti or enlightenment. We're just making our life a little bit easier. We're trying to get rid of suffering in our life. Yeah? Guru Nanak Dev Ji is not giving you some big complicated goal. He's saying life is difficult. There's a way to make it easier. He doesn't say that the Bhagats have silenced their mind. Because he's confirmed. Chupe chupnahovi. Doesn't happen. They've stopped associating with their mind. Their mind is going on. But they can put it to one side. And they can connect with Nam. Nam is the thing that they connect with. What do we do? We hold on to whatever our mind is saying. Yeah? The mind waves something shiny and we're like dogs and the mind is like our master and we're just running after the, the, the mind. Whatever it tells us to do, that person, don't look at him, he's a horrible person. Say, okay, mind. Yeah? Oh, they're my friend. Yeah? That person's my friend. That person's my friend. Oh, I don't like that person. And your mind is telling you all these things and you say, okay, 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 I agree with you. Yeah, you, you must be right. Yeah? Do this, don't do this. This is good, this is bad. So we build all these valuable opinions that we hold on to. The Pagats don't. They don't hold on to those things. The mind says something, you say, okay, thank you very much. My, my time is spent with Nam. Yeah? I've wasted lots of time listening to you. I've wasted lives listening to you. Yeah? I've wasted lots of lifetimes just following this nonsense. This lifetime, this day, forget this day, this second. I just... Dedicate this second. Where is my mind going to be this second? Janam has many meanings. Eh, Janam. Just this second. What am I going to do with this life at this very second right now? Eh, Janam, Tumare. I, I give this moment to you. On you, on Nam, on meditation. Otherwise I waste every day. How many seconds do we waste? How many seconds are we following the, the mind? Nanak Pagata Sadavigas. 
The Bhagats are in 24-7 Naam. That's why Guruji has placed them at such a high position. 